Okay, so we're picking up uh, over here in Os Vov. Um, so we spoke out already uh, last week the three things that he summarizes over here that we are uh, doing in uh, saying Shema, the first pasuk of Shema, which is number one, uh, declaring the oneness of Hashem, which we said uh, earlier has two parts to it. Uh, Hashem's one absolute oneness of existence, that He's really truly the only thing that exists, and number two, that He's really the only Baal Kohus Kulum, He's the master of everything. Everything that happens is because it is His will. Uh, that's all point number one. Point number two is Kabbalah's Olmahuso, the acceptance of Hashem's kingship, which is a relationship between us and Hashem, us accepting upon ourselves His mitzvahs. His service, that was the uh, tremendous uh, hatava that Hashem did for us, that we can bring honor to His name, um, and to uh, being His people, and Him being our King. Uh, and three, finally, is the determination to give up one's life for the service of Hashem. So those three, it's a lot of kavanas to have in uh, a single word, echad. Achad, that he's one in existence and power. Two, is he's one, means he's the only king. He's, uh, like we said before, that in the Malchius of Rosh Hashanah, the tenth um, Pasuk of Malchius is uh, because one is a king, there's only one king. And then finally, that he is one, that there's no other power, the negation of any other powers, and to the point of even being ready to give up one's life for that. So that's all in the word Echad. So how can a person be Mechava in all three of those things in the one word Echad? So the Maral uh, explains beautifully the uh, the Gemorim Brachas that talks about being Marech Echad that uh, the elongation of that last letter, the Dalad, um, that we we have three letters over here, Aleph, Ches, and Dalad. And those three letters are going to represent these three fundamental aspects that we are accepting upon ourselves, that we're declaring with the Shema. Aleph is numerical value one. One is the oneness of Hashem, the oneness of His existence, the oneness of His absolute Dominion, rulership, uh, mastership, that's Achduso uh, Yisborach. That is uh, the declaration of Yehudo, of his oneness. So that's uh, Aleph. Then that speaks to what Hashem is. Talking about Hashem, not anything to do with us. He is absolute existence, He is all power. He, he is Nimtzakayim, uh, absolute existence. Okay, that's Aleph. Ches, numerical value of Ches is 8. 8 is uh, the representation of the seven heavens and the earth. Uh, that means piercing down from all the way up there where Hashem is, Kaviyachal, to all the way down here where we are. Uh, and that's the relationship. Now we're talking about eight establishes the relationship between the one up there 
and us down here. Um, so that's uh, Malchus. Hashem is king over us. We are his people. He's our king. Uh, that's obviously that. That's the Ches. The so we got the one up there. You got eight in the middle, and then you've got down here in this world. Uh, in this world is the letter Dalad. This the letter Dalad represents this world. Dalad represents the Arboruchus of the world, the four directions of the world, the four winds of the world, right? Um, and as we discussed um, in some of the other shurim on Ner Mitzvah recently over Hanukkah, we had uh, in the very first shir on Ner Mitzvah, we discussed that there's, it's not by coincidence that there are the four main, you know, the, the, the empires, the, the Arbo Malchius, the four exiles, the four um, empires of the world, it's not by coincidence that there's four of them. Four of them means that those are, the Maral there says in the beginning of Ner Mitzvah, that these are four deviations from the central point. means the central point, of course, is uh, Eretz Yisrael, the center of the world, Yerushalayim. Uh, and there, that place, that's the place of Malchus Yisrael, the, where the Jewish people are and that is the embodiment of the Malchus Shemaim. Then there are four directions that one could deviate from the central point, four different pulls that the world has, uh, as we discussed, uh, like I said in the beginning of their mitzvah over there, um, whether it be in the direction of of uh, Bovel, um, which would be um, jealousy and uh, um, pride, that, that that type of a thing, or whether it be uh, paras, uh, of physical body, physical drives, pleasure, or yavan, intellectual uh, stimulation, intellectual curiosity, desire for knowledge, uh, or whether it be Rome, the sum total of all three, of the evil um, essence of all three of those combined into one. Um, and th- th- that's, uh, th- those correspond to the Arboruchus Olam, the four directions of the world. Those are the four challenges, so to speak, that can come against the kingship of Hashem. So we've spoken about the oneness of Hashem. We've spoken about the kingship of Hashem. And now the four potential pulls, the four directions, the one could be pulled and threatened um, to try to tear us away from staying true to the kingship of Hashem, and that's the Arba Malchius, uh, and as represented by the four directions of the world, and that is uh, going to be the place to be Mechaven on determining to give up one's life if faced with any one of these four challenges, or even with all four of them together, to give up one's life for the... Um, sanctification of the divine name. Uh, and, and then, obviously, it's no coincidence that there are um, Arba Mises based in, the, 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 there are four fundamental forms of death, uh, which are uh, Skila, Srefa, Herig, which is done with a sword, and Hanuk, strangulation. Right. So those four correspond to the um, four directions of the world, to the four uh, empires and to the four different drives 
the emotional drive, the physical drive, the intellectual drive, and the evil drive uh, that can pull a person away from uh, divine kingship, uh, accepting divine kingship. So therefore, when we say Shema, that's what we're machaven for, um, the, that's uh, ideally if, we, if one knows how to elongate the Dalad, then uh, in, in the Echad, uh, as one elongates the Dalad, uh, then he's machaven on all three of those, on the Aleph, on the Ches, and the Dalad. If one doesn't know how to elongate the Aleph, or the Dalad, which most of us, Ashkenazim and even Sephardim don't, the Yemenites do, know how to do that, but uh, those that don't, so uh, so then Rosh uh, Hashanah Narbach says that after you say, finish saying the word Echad, so then you have a second or so, while it's still kind of that word is in your mind still, to be Machaven, to have those intentions on the Aleph, the Ches, and the Dalet, those are the three Kavanos that we want to make sure to have in the declaration of the Shema. Now the Ramchal goes on to say that when we do this, so then it causes uh, a whole a chain reaction. So we, down here, say Shema. That then causes that there should be uh, a strengthening of divine manifestation in the world. Then that causes that we should, uh, that uh, our world becomes much better, uh, evil is subdued, good is on top, and we are perfected, we reach a state of, of uh, reaching uh, new levels of shlemus, that, that you know, kind of where, wherever we are now that we're lacking, we, we perfect ourselves, and become, so to speak, uh, you know, a br- the bride that dons her bridal gown, and um, you know, her makeup, and her hair, and all those things, now she's in a state of beauty, and now attractive to her chasen, that's what we become like that, and then that causes a whole different, much, much, much higher level of divine manifestation showering on us, so again, we say the Shema, that causes Hashem to become stronger in the world, that causes the Jewish people to get the upper hand, to become righteous and good, and uh, you know, the type of people that we want to become, and then that, when Hashem sees that, then He just opens up the heavens and showers upon us a totally different quality of uh, divine manifestation. Okay, that is Os Vav. Now, for Os Zion. So, Os Zion is, um, as we know, there is a appended um, statement that we make after we've said the first Pesach of Shema, and that is, Poruch Shem Kvod Machus Now, that's a very, it's a very strange Pesach. It seems to kind of uh, contradict what we see in the Torah. The Torah just says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad, Ve'ahavtos Hashem Elokecha, straight into it, right? Moshe Rabbeinu wrote that, that's what he wrote down, that's what we have in the Torah. You go look at the Torah, that's what it says. And yet, that's not, and yet we insert this Pesach of Borushem Kvod Machus Olam Vo'ed. So where is that from? So the truth is, it's actually this week's Parsha. Yaakov Avinu, in the end of his days, when he was surrounded by his sons, 12 tzaddikim, and as he's about to pass away, so they declare Shema, 
Shema Yisrael, I mean, Shema Yisrael Saba, listen Yisrael our father. Kishem, Shashem Echad Belibech, Kachu Echad Belibeinu, just like Hashem is one in your heart, He is one in our hearts. And when Yaakov heard that, so he opened up and responded and said, Boru Shem Kvod Machuso Lo Olam Vaid. So what what is this? so so the Gemara says okay so should we do like Yaakov we can't because uh, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say it but but we do like Moshe but Yaakov did say it so so what do we do so it says so we'll give you an analogy it's like a princess who uh, is wearing her fancy clothes and uh, everything is so refined and she's eating her Caesar salad. And whatever it is, and uh, she smells the whiffs of uh, of uh, of a cholent, uh, you know, in in the in the kitchen. A cholent is not a very refined food, but it's a very greasy kind of a. It would be embarrassing for the princess to request such a food. But on the other hand, she desperately wants it. So what does she do? She can't not have it because she wants it so badly. She can't yes have it because she will be embarrassed from it. So what does she do? So she asks they should be brought to her in secret. She whispers they should be brought to her. And that's what we do. That's what Klaus will do. Is we can't, we can't say it because we'd be embarrassed to say it out loud. We'll talk about why in a second. We can't not say it because we so badly want to say it. So what do we do? We whisper it. That's the, that's the solution. That's the pshara. So the Ramchal explains that uh, the the entire um, rectification of the world as it lies ahead of us, with all the different stages it has to go through and every situation and every uh, tikkun rectification that has to happen, um, all of those, in one way or another, are manifesting the unity, the oneness of Hashem, which is what we say in Shema. Now, when a person actually lives that, if someone were to be in that state, they would be like the heavenly angels who exist in a world where Hashem is one, where His name is one, His throne is one. He's in, Hashem is an absolute control manifestation. Uh, the angels are completely aware of that. And therefore they say out loud, they're able to say out loud, They see Hashem's kingship. They see the honor of Hashem's kingship. And they say it'll be that way forever. And they're so happy with it. So, we, ideally, if we were to, could say Shema in such a way that we would drive this home all the way and we would accomplish that goal, we would be in that state as well. If the Jewish people say Shema with 100% Kavana, this way we would reach the world, we actually get to there. Right? But, um, so therefore, really when we say Shema, we're kind of also touching on such a point. We're, we're touching on such a concept. We're, we're, we're there, it's theoretically, it's, we should respond like the angels with a borrow shem called machus Problem is that we don't, we're not actually there. We don't actually live that way. We live in a world where Hashem is concealed right now, where we are not perfect servants of Hashem. And so for us to say such a thing would be pretentious, to, as if, as if we live in a world where there's nothing but the where Hashem is absolute ruler and king, and the honor of His kingship is manifest like that, it's, it's the, we, we can't say that, that that's the world we live in. And so we find ourselves in this in this in this dichotomy 
On the one hand, we can't say that because it would be pretentious, it would be embarrassing to say such a thing out loud. On the other hand, we can't because it's the, the depth of our soul, our soul, which is so pure and good, is like the angels, does uh, acknowledge this absolutely. And so if we didn't say it, we'd be denying that. We'd be denying this, this what we have in potential. And the, and, and the truth is that it does come out in actualization with us. Once a year in Yom Kippur, Ramchal points out, that we do say it out loud when we, on that day when we're like angels. So just like Yaakov, Yaakov, now Yaakov Avinu, he actually managed to reach that level. In actualization, he actually, at that moment, when his sons surrounded him, as he was about to pass away from this world, and they said that, they said the Shema, he was able to reach a level of saying, Baruch Shem out loud. So we can't do that, we're not at that level. But we also can't deny that we have that somewhere inside of ourselves. We can't deny ourselves, we can't live if we don't say, Baruch Shem So what we do is we whisper it. We say, I realize I'm not there yet. But, but I also have it inside me. So I'll say it quietly. See, you say it out loud, it's, it's out there. It's in the world. It's, it's as if it's, it's real. It's happening. So I can't do that. But, but I whisper it, reminding myself, I have it in potential. This is something that, that I could live. I could live with a world where the honor of Hashem's kingship is revealed. So that's, that's, the, that's the compromise that Hazal show us. By the way, notice that in the Torah, Moshe Rabbein did not write it down because the Torah is... It's black and white. It's clear. It's it's loud. It's it's fact. It's Taurus Emmas. This is it. So how can we read those words every time we say Shema? And it says in there, it says Baruch Shem and we're not living that. We'd be made Sheker Latzmam. We'd be testifying falsehood upon ourselves. We'd be saying, "I'm a person who lives this way." When that is not true. So Moshe Rabbeinu can only write that which is absolutely true for everyone. So so he didn't write it. But Chazal come along and they say, but this is the depths of our soul. That we do have this inside of ourselves. And that's, therefore, it's appropriate to whisper it. That's, uh, in a concise form, what the Ramchal says in Ozain. I, the, the, the Gemara, obviously, I brought in. The explanation of the Gemara is the Maral, in a number of places, in the Siva Voda. Um, and, uh, but that, that's the, that's the, Tolkien Advarim and the and the Pneumius Advarim of the Ramchal over here in Ozain. So Belshem will be starting in Oschas with the with the actual paragraphs of the Shema, the subsequent paragraphs themselves.